Let's pray to him. Lord, thank you for that amazing promise that you're always with us. We pray that you will teach us now. May we feel your nudge, your prompting, and know you at work in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. In our series on the risen Christ, we've reached the stirring end of Matthew's Gospel, the Great Commission. Um, uh, do grab a Bible on or near your chairs. Uh, we're on page 1154. Uh, do turn to that as we unpack this together. The passage spells out for us the, uh, the purpose of Christians down the 80s to be disciples who make other disciples. As we go through our series, I hope you're noticing a few recurring things, uh, partly about God, partly about us. And this morning, I want to, uh, to touch on four of these recurring themes. And as a memory aid, they all begin with the same letter. As they used to say on Sesame Street, let's have the next one. Uh, this morning's sermon is brought to you by the letter A. So all four of the points I want to make uh, begin with the letter A. A borrowing country, uh, the best credit rating it can have is AAA. Uh, that's the best rating any country looking to borrow money can have. The Great Commission is even better than that. So I had to have uh, four A's. Well, the four A's this morning are, are asking questions. Um, you will see the disciples, even though they worshipped, some of them doubted, some of them were asking themselves questions. The disciples did it, those first disciples, and we do it too. Asking, that's important. The second A is authority. Jesus said he had all authority in heaven and earth. That's the authority Jesus has, so we should take him seriously. The third A is the assignment that Jesus gives us, uh, the assignment to make disciples. And the fourth A, the last one, is the assurance that Jesus gives us. He gives to his followers that assurance that he's with us always, everywhere. What a wonderful assurance that is. Anyway, Let's dive in to our first day. The first day is asking. Uh, verse 17 describes it. Look at verse 17. Uh, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Uh, they were asking questions, wondering, is this really the risen Jesus, the same one we knew? It's not surprising in the way they were asking uh, questions like that uh, all through their lives after all Jesus had done and said amazing things and then he said to them you don't get it do you you are little faith they took a bit of prompting uh, that, that asking actually was part of the process of them reaching the answers in churches all across the world today there's, there's both of these things that are described in this passage going on. Uh, there's worship of the risen Jesus and there's wondering as well. One of the main reasons we gather here today is to worship. 
But all of us are asking questions. We all have questions. And that's why I chose this picture on the screen of uh, the famous picture of Rodin's thinker. Uh, we have things that we're wondering about, don't we? Every church will always have them. It should have them. One of the great things about the Christianity Explored course is the way that it addresses over the seven weeks uh, seven big questions. Uh, the next course begins in September, and I've already begun signing people up. Uh, the course is a great way to get to grips with those big questions of life. Whether you're first considering Christianity or whether you're thinking about a refresher or whether you're wondering about a step forward in faith like confirmation, some of us do that after uh, Christianity explored. Maybe you are doubting. Maybe you're wondering about some big questions like uh, the thinker here. Maybe you are like if that's you, then Christianity Explored is for you. It's uh, highly recommended. It's a great way to think about answers to big questions that we are asking. My second A is uh, authority. Uh, John says, that Jesus says to the disciples in uh, verse 18, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Can you imagine that for a moment? All authority in heaven and earth. The picture on the screen shows three generals saluting. They have a lot of authority, but their authority is nothing compared with the authority that Jesus has. Think about um, uh, you know, his miracle about um, uh, calming the storm. What did it leave it, left people asking the question, who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. Those generals also know that they are under authority. Jesus himself uh, used the example, said a soldier under authority is a great illustration of faith. When, it, when the commanding officer speaks, then a good soldier obeys. When Jesus speaks, so should we. Jesus has power and authority. First, he's a teach, also over sickness, over death. He showed that with his own and also with some others, uh, three others along the way. Over nature, I mentioned uh, the calming of the storm, and most importantly, power and authority over sin. Incidentally, if you sometimes hold back uh, from saying or doing something that you think Jesus would want you to do, if you hold back because you might offend somebody, ask yourself, who commissioned you who gave you an order? Who has the highest authority in your life? Is it Jesus? Or someone? Or something else? So that's authority. Third A is assignment. Jesus gives 
uh, very clear assignment to the disciples in uh, verse 19 and 20. Look at it. Their mission, uh, should they choose to accept it, is to make disciples, baptize, and teach. The disciples are to be disciplers of other people. The day I was licensed uh, here in this church uh, to begin ministry almost seven years ago now, uh, Bishop Graham stood just there and uh, he preached about this exact passage, what it is, where should we, we should be in the business of, make, make disciples, baptize and teach. Jesus' authority is universal and so his mission is universal too. Everybody, uh, we're called to uh, make disciples of anybody who will listen. When Tessa finished her curacy here uh, last year and began her work in Hamworthy, the reading was exactly the same. The instruction, go, make, make disciples, baptize and teach. But this is emphatically not just an instruction for vicars. This is true for all Christians. It's an amazing thing that uh, God wants to do his work through us. He wants us to get involved in uh, answering our own prayer. He teaches us to pray, your will be done, etc. He wants us to be part of answering that prayer. He doesn't just parachute it out of the sky. He wants us to be part of making other disciples. Christians today are called to make other Christians, to get into the persuading business, as uh, we talked about it with Glenn Scrivener on our Lent course. And that's why Jesus says we're to be witnesses. We get caught up in the purposes of God. What an amazing privilege that is to be caught up in what God is doing. So that's three A's. The fourth A is this, it's assurance that God is with us. In the very first chapter of Matthew, uh, when he's building up to talking about the birth of Jesus, he uh, records the word Emmanuel, and he used, records how that's used to describe Jesus. A word that just means God with us. All through Matthew's Gospel, he's been unfolding uh, things Jesus did and said and so on. But today we've reached the other end of uh, Matthew's Gospel, the other end of his book, in his very last verse, verse 20, look at it. He records Jesus saying, I'll be with you always. I hope that you'll always remember. What I said to the kids earlier on, that uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, however tough what's happening in your life might be, doesn't change the fact that Jesus is with you. Remember that. We do, well, we remind ourselves oh, again later on uh, as we begin our, our prayer coming to communion, our thanksgiving prayer, remind ourselves that Jesus 
is with us. My last picture is uh, this one that you can see on the screen here. On the left, there are some reminders of those four A's. Asking, authority, assignment, and assurance. Reminding ourselves that the assurance isn't cosy. The picture tells us that it's not just cosy assurance. It's not there, there, pat on the head, feel better. It's uh, an assurance for a reason. And the reason is that we're given a mission. Uh, We're sent into a difficult situation uh, to make other disciples. That's what Christians are called to do. On uh, On the lecture this morning, I've got my King James Bible. And the very, well, the last but one verse starts with the word go. And then the very last verse, verse 20, says, Lo, we don't usually talk about that these days, we don't usually lo, L-O. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. A friend of mine, when uh, preaching about uh, the Great Commission, often uh, uses the words, he says, there's no go without lo. God doesn't just send us uh, ill-equipped into the world. He reminds us that he's with us. The soldier on the left of the picture here is equipped for the mission, uh, for the assignment that he's being sent on. The picture on the right might be just the way he gets in and out of, of doing that. It's a picture of a Chinook helicopter carrying a vehicle underneath. Of course, God is not a Chinook helicopter. But this is not a bad illustration of a verse from Deuteronomy. We sometimes read this at funerals, don't we? The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. With that in mind, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the, ins- for the stirring and inspiring Great Commission to make disciples, baptize, and teach. Thank you that you want to involve us in that process. It's an amazing privilege. Uh, it's, it's frankly just surprising, amazing, that you want to use us in achieving your mission. But we're sorry for the times when we've tried to wriggle away uh, from your authority. We know how we've tried to do that. You know how we've tried to do that. We pray, please, that you will help us to obey the Great Commission, to focus outwards, to reach sheep without a shepherd with the good news of Jesus because we ask it in his name. Amen.